Hello and welcome to Lang Time Chat, episode 35. My name is David and this is... Jesse, are you sure it's episode 35? Is that right? No, I think that's right. I think you're right. Did you check? I just followed in order from the, the folder. I hope that's right. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, too. So um, today we're going to do a podcast episode that is mainly going to be led by me. Every so often, Jesse will say something, but hey, yo. like something like that. Mm-hmm. But it will be mostly me because what we're going to talk about is this is going to be a podcast. Um, and it was suggested by somebody on the Discord. I think it was Jake. Yeah, that goes over the um, expansion animals. So, uh, as a recap, uh, in the first five seasons of Langtime Studio, we were, uh, we were committed and we had set out to do languages for five different types of animals. Uh, and these corresponded to the five animal kingdoms set in a game, that uh, board game that I am making, um, where I wanted each of the animals to have languages. These are anthrop- anthropomorphic animals that have been uh, mutated and rapidly evolved due to uh, some sort of mysterious mm-hmm. uh, mutagen that is uh, leaked from the days of humans. This is a post-human Earth uh, set in and around Canada. Uh, and that was a later decision. Originally, it was going to be Northern Europe, but now it is Canada, Northern Canada. Uh, and the animals uh, were in the order that we did them. Uh, rabbits, opossums, mice, cats, and dogs for the upcoming season. Uh, now, after that, though, uh, the, I, I've, uh, in the game, I created a bunch of classes that these animals could be because they're going to battle against each other. Uh, and I created a whole bunch of classes, I think like 10, um, but I had ideas for others. Uh, and so I thought that while this was good for the, the original version of the game, there could be an expansion that featured more classes and more animals. Uh, at the end of every season of Langtime Studio, we had a vote on what the next language would be. That vote is moot for season four because there's only one animal left. And so uh, we thought instead we would vote on which animals to do in the upcoming expansion. Um, and the vote is happening right now. It is, and I have some favorites, but yeah. I don't want to say them. And uh, a number of people were asking questions, very good questions, because like it's kind of hard to decide, especially if you see all the animals and you're somebody like me, you love them all. Right. Um, but it's just we, we can only pick two or three for the expansion, I think. Um, I mean, it could, for now. it could go as many as five, but yeah, for now, for now. For now. Um, and, uh, I, there were, there were a number of voters who were like, well, I mean, they're all cute. Is there something else you could tell us about them to help us make a decision? And that is what this podcast aims to do. So, um, as a, uh, as an overview, the animals that we have for you to, for patrons to vote on are badgers, bats, beavers, chipmunks, coyotes, foxes, porcupines, raccoons, rats, River otters, skunks, squirrels, and wolves. No bears. Uh, no bears. Uh, so here's the thing with that. It's a good question. It's a fair question. So we're sticking to um, we're sticking to mammals, of course. But um, there was an open question about the larger mammals. So I, mostly we'd stuck to small mammals, mm-hmm. with the idea being that they would increase in size a little bit. Um, so like the the mice aren't you know mouse size they're they're bigger size they're reapy cheap size um not red wall but uh reapy cheap so um with these smaller mammals i think the biggest one that we have here is the wolves um the idea is that they'd be about they'd all be about the same size they'd be within range larger mammals like horses elk caribou bears where's some other large mammals in and around that area, moose. Moose, yeah. Yeah. Um, donkeys, mules. Um, though I suppose in a post-Earth world, there wouldn't be any more mules, would there? I don't feel like there would be. It'd be very unlikely. Um, anyway, um, 
if they were to undergo the same process, they'd be quite a bit larger and have just a, an absurd uh, physical advantage. Um, and so then the question was like, well, do they make them shrink? So it's like right now we're just saying we're going to leave the large mammals out of it. We're also leaving the other species out of it just for um, the sake of simplicity. Uh, however, I did have an idea that I might uh, share later in the podcast about that. Uh, and there's, you'll notice that there's river, river otters there, but there are also sea otters, and they certainly are within the same size range. But I wanted to steer clear of ocean animals, because there, of course, there's also dolphins and whales, yeah. um, walruses. And Those are a large mammal. All of our original ones were land-dwelling, and so, yeah, that was yeah. difficult. The idea is that it spread through the river. Um, naturally, of course, it would get to the ocean if it was in a river, but um, sure. but we're going to stick to kind of like the That's river the areas. the expansion on the expansion on the expansion. Yeah, when we get there. So um, anyway, this is the set. And so I wanted to go through each one to kind of describe what the thinking was because they're these weren't just random i mean first they these are animals that occur in canada so there's that but um but they weren't random there's uh thinking behind each one uh, and so i'm going to kind of arrange these by the alliances that they have with the existing animals so there were um uh we're going to go talk about river otters first but there are two main influences right on this thing by the way this is a picture i took for those that are watching the video this is a picture I took at the Otter and Butterfly Sanctuary uh, in uh, southern England, uh, near Devon. What's the name of it? Buckfastley. Buckfastley. The name of it is, you still haven't taken Jesse there. That's true. I've been there twice. Jesse has been there zero times. Um, but uh, Buckfastley is where it is. Um, so there were two big influences on me when it comes to this game. Number one, of course, the biggest one is the game Shining Force, which is what I wanted was I wanted to emulate the combat of that game, uh, but in a board game setting as opposed to a video game setting. Um, so that's, that's the biggest one. But also, in terms of world building, uh, one of the things I absolutely loved and was most exciting about World of Warcraft is that you could have all of these different people, they call them races in the game, um, some of which are very humanoid, some of which are less humanoid, um, that are in factions. And then even at the outset of the game, there's way more of these humanoid factions than you get to play. Uh, and as they brought out expansions, um, you got to become characters, or you could make characters that were in more of these uh, humanoid races, which was always very exciting. Uh, because it's like they, you know, there were stories there. They used to be enemies, and they became become allies of certain, uh, you know, of one faction or the other, uh, and you know, allied specifically with one of the other humanoid races more than the others, and there are reasons for that. Um, and and there are new ones that come out with each expansion, and it's very exciting. Um, it's one of the things I enjoyed most. And in fact, the thing that I miss the most about World of Warcraft is the characters that I created and the way they looked. And I just thought they were really cool and I liked putting them in awesome clothes and it was just a fun thing to do. Um, and so that was kind of the thinking here. So to start off, mm -hmm. you've taken a video of me doing this? I just want to take pictures. Okay. Record, record the moment. From, from my bad side. As we know, everybody knows that the right side is then my bad side. you should let me sit on your bad side. <laughs> but go on, All right. River Otters. River Otters is the first one that we're going to come to. Obviously, these are, uh, Jesse and I are a big fan of otters. I love otters. Yeah, and river otters are just adorable. And also, river otters make immediate sense. After all, this thing, uh, it started uh, coming through the rivers, and came out of the rivers, and so it makes more most sense, of course, river otters, they are in and about rivers. Uh, so they would be one of the ones that it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And I looked at river otters, and they're, they're very playful, and a bit more active, but also very nice. Um, not as vicious, but playful. And so what I, I saw them being is kind of like, 
an intermediary between the rabbits and the cats. Because mm -hmm. like they're, they're playful enough and lively enough to hang with cats. Uh, but they're also nice enough to be friends to rabbits. Um, and so I saw them as kind of like a, a nice little bridge between the rabbits and the cats who, you know, are kind of more or less enemies uh, because they live their lives very differently. Um, and so river otters just made immediate sense to me. Uh, I mean, they'll definitely be in the game at one point, even if they're not for the first one. Um, from there, I wanted to go to beavers and to kind of give you a little personal background, so the beaver is my favorite animal, and there is a reason for this. It's because one of my very, very first stuffed animals was a stuffed beaver. Um, and this is, if you are watching the video, you see pictures of my stuffed beaver. Three of them are rather modern pictures, and you can see he's, he's seen some life. But there's also a picture of me in my Robin costume, and that has to be when I am... Four, uh, four or five, and so uh, my beaver would have been very young at that point. And it's a little blurry, but you can see he's much darker. Yeah, he's much darker and softer. He looks a lot more like a beaver in his younger days. Um, and so this beaver, by the way, whom I call BV, has been with me since I was, I think, two and a half or three. I call a different beaver beefy in my head. I don't know that we've named the other one. Do you have a picture of that beaver? Oh, no, I don't. There's, of course, a beaver that Jesse made for me, and this beaver uh, sits upon our bed. And, you know, I have plenty of pictures. I just didn't include one in the slideshow. Wow. It's a rainbow beaver. Wow. <laughs> but, like, in my head, I call that beefy, and now really? I'm like, oh, no, this is beefy. Oh, yeah, this is beefy. He also, I, for a very brief time I, in kindergarten, I thought he should have a name, and so I called him Sale. Not Sali, but Sale. As you would. And, uh, but that name, I didn't keep up with it. Um, anyway, Bibi has been my constant friend. You can also see in a couple of other these pictures um, one of my other very, very old uh, friends, Panthe, who's a panther. Um, there he is in those two on the end. Um, but uh, anyway, of course, the, uh, the beaver is one of the, the proudest Canadian animals. Uh, been there a long time, hunted near to extinction in the 19th century, unfortunately, but they're still around. Um, and they, of course, live in and around the rivers. Uh, and to me, they seem like they would be natural friends to both the, um, the well, of course, the river otters, but also uh, the rabbits, because they're very, they're very docile. Uh, and also the opossums, um, a kind of interesting bridge between those two. Not the mice. Beavers are very industrious. You're right, they are. They are very industrious. They and would... like, sure, they have their playful moments, but they're also like, they build all of these structures and like are concerned with making sure they get the amount, you know, like the right mm -hmm. amount of water through, et cetera, et cetera. That's true. They feel to me like they would also be ambassadors to the mice. I think you're right. Oh, that's really cool. A nice uh, two different sides of the coin, I think, when it comes to uh, not mechanation, but um, like construction and technological advancement. Yeah. I could see the mice being very technological, artificial, where the beavers are trying to stick with natural mm. construction which is why the opossums are of course yeah interested in them yeah so um and, uh, and the rabbits yeah so i wanted to stop a moment here to talk about there's uh often you think about well what when you think about an expansion to a game usually there's some functional difference uh and this is where one of the places where i think beavers and river otters would come into play so i imagine of course this is just a 2d map that characters are on as, as kind of a battlefield. And it'll just be natural terrain, and so there'll be rivers uh, in them that have to be traversed. But river otters and beavers seem like they could naturally go in the river and use it to their advantage, which is not something that is that I had planned at all as part of the original game. So this is something that would need to be worked on, mm -hmm. uh, either coming up with a class, uh, or making it, okay, so like, uh, 
it could either be a species native trait so that beavers can use the water and river otters could use the water or it would be a class where each of them has you know specializes in this class and can use it and then you know for example there could be like maybe a, a mouse diver class where they've created you know a suit, suit yeah. yeah that allows them to swim and do roughly the same things but it essentially would be expanding the original functionality of the game um, well beyond uh, what I had originally planned. So, and we'll see another of those in a minute. So, that is the river otters and the beavers. Next, the mm -hmm. raccoons. So, for those oh my that. God. I love the. There's a picture at the bottom where this little raccoon is baring his teeth, but then it makes his little nose stick up off his snout in <laughs> such a cute way mm -hmm. that it's like. Okay, it'd be terrifying if that raccoon were doing that in person next to me. I would be terrified because <laughs> raccoons are actually terrifying, and I know this from experience. <laughs> but in a picture, it's like the most adorable thing. It is. So but go on. Uh, the picture I have here for those that have seen it already, um, you know that I worked on the hundred for every season except for the first. And uh, the language I created, Trigetus Lang, was spoken by the Grounders, and the Grounders were led by a character named Lexa. And Lexa was commonly portrayed with this black war paint over her eyes. And so the fandom basically started, <laughs> like, uh, putting a raccoon in as a stand-in for her, because uh, with her war paint on it, she kind of looks like a raccoon. And so there are tons of pictures where they paired Lexa up with a raccoon... <laughs> looking in a similar fashion and, and honestly the, the the pictures they found are just extraordinary this is a sampling um, and so naturally of course I, I thought of raccoons and, and raccoons they're very cute they can be very sweet they can also be very vicious mm. um, and they kind of like get into things you know so it just seems like that the they would never have very close ties with anybody, but it's like they would get the opossums, they would get the uh, the cats, uh, rabbits maybe not so much, but they seem like somewhere in the opossum cat spectrum is where they would they would exist, and you know. Raccoons, a very iconic animal, and they're a North American animal, right? They don't have these in Europe. Right, but like now I'm wondering why you didn't do the Matt Damon otter pictures. I'm not aware of those. Oh my gosh. I'm going to pull those up while you keep talking. <laughs> because yes, they are... In fact, the word raccoon is from uh, an indigenous language. Here. It is, yeah. So uh, it just seems like, you know, if we're having... Uh, you know, in a, a game set in the North American continent. All right, we have the opossums. Raccoons just seem like another obvious addition. Um, they should definitely be in there at some point. Uh, should I wait for you? Let's see. I'm showing David the Matt Damon looks like an otter meme, but there's an otter for all of these Matt Damon images. Huh. <laughs> and they're great. And I oh will make goodness. sure to post it on Discord. Yeah. And if you're not aware, I'm a Matt Damon fan. And so that's why I was like, wait, you have Lexa looking like a raccoon, but... <laughs> All right. So next is porcupines. And yes. is this another native North American animal or do they have these? I'm going to look it up. I think it's native to the Americas. I don't think it's North America. Sure. Um, I think it's all of the Americas, but I may be completely wrong because I am not entirely sure. So you keep talking while I, I look up this information. Okay, so porcupines are another one. These guys just seem natural allies to the opossums. Um, but porcupines are another one where it is there is potential, and I might have to think about this, to bring in an extra element to the game. So, yeah? There's two families of porcupines, the mm. old world and new world. Oh. Old, word, old world porcupines, rather, live in Italy, Asia, and most of Africa. Okay. New world porcupines are indigenous to North and South America. How about that? And Did so the new world ones live in wooded areas, can climb trees. They're less strictly nocturnal. 
The old world ones are like strictly nocturnal. They are large and terrestrial. So the new world ones, the ones that we would think of, are the ones that can like climb trees. They hmm. They look kind of different. But do they have those points on them? Like, are they still? Equal? Yeah, yeah, they still have the the points. Huh. They belong they to the same different. bigger family. Yeah. So they belong to the same larger family. Um, but, oh my gosh, the largest species of porcupines is the third largest living rodent in the world hmm. after the capybara and the beaver. Wow. Holy smoke. So anyway, they, yeah. they're related. They look very different, but like I believe what you have on the screen is a New World one. I believe yeah. that's oh, what we would associate definitely. with the Americas. Yeah, because uh, I've been, I've just uh, pulled, pulled up my phone and looked at a whole bunch of Old World porcupines. They look like nothing I'd ever seen. Okay. It's incredible. They kind of look like porcupines if like they wanted to do their hair like kind of like a 50s, like... Um, doo-wop guy or something like a, a 50s greaser that's mm. what I'm thinking of yeah that will be the expansion of the expansion of the expansion pack old worlds which yeah. is the expansion mm -hmm. of an expansion so one of the things that I loved about the initial release of World of Warcraft um, during the first I think it was I think it didn't survive after the first expansion I think it was gone by Wrath of the Lich King was that for one of the classes, for priests, uh, you could be a, a priest with several different of the um, of the uh, of the races in the game, and each race had its own unique ability. If you were a priest, like dwarves had fear ward, which allowed them not to be to to ward off one fear spell. Uh, whereas, like uh, the trolls had a, a hex spell, which put a like a a weakness thing on them. It was really, really cool. They had to get rid of it because they couldn't balance it for player versus player combat. And I understand that. But rather than getting rid of it, I wanted them to expand it to all the other classes. I thought it was the coolest thing. Uh, and so, for example, you could do something like this, say, that, you know, porcupines, there's going to be facing in this game. You could do a thing where it's like if you attack a porcupine from the back, you take a point of damage because of the quills. Um, yes. So that was just a, a thought I had anyway. So this, they, they would be really cool to add. All right. Porcupines next. Skunks. So uh -huh. is this another one that they don't have these in Europe? Let me double check. Like... No, you keep talking about skunks. I'm checking. It, it's just, you know, it, it, I don't know it why. It does say it's a cat-sized American mammal. So Unbelievable. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just in the Americas. There are so many, because this is not something I thought about for probably the first 39 years of my life. Um, but, like, I've been learning recently there are so many animals that I take to be so common that are just not found in other parts of the world. I mean, there are certain animals where it's like, okay, you know that these are only here. Like, you know, American bison, it's got American right in it. Um, and like, you know, moose, you know that that's there. You know that lions are in a certain part of the world, giraffes and, you know, koalas. But like, I never thought about opossums. They're just so common, you know? I was shocked. Uh, I mean, that was really what was the whole start of recentering where the game was. I just assumed opossums were everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. Okay, so the skunks as we know them are in the Americas. Mm -hmm. They are, however, related to the old world stink badgers. <laughs> and the stink badgers can be found in um, the greater Sunda Islands, Sumatra, Java, Borneo, Malaysia, Brunei. Wow. Okay, so skunks are these, you know, notorious, amazing little animals, very darling. These are stink badgers. Whoa, they look totally different. 
but they're related. Yeah. But go uh, on. They're they're black and white in coloring. They have these these cute fluffy tails. They're Pepe Le Pew. And they can they're a- able to release a horrible horrible stink. Um, and they're around here, and you know when you drive by a place where there is one, because you can smell them. So this is another uh, this is another potential uh, way to add to the game. You know, unique. Uh, animal-specific abilities, because obviously the skunks have one. Um, and they're also really cute. I think they would be natural friends to the opossums. Yeah. And potentially the rabbits. Potentially. Are they meat eaters? Are they meat eaters? Skunks, yeah. That is a good question. They might be. I, 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 I know they sure love discarded bird seed. Huh. Learned that the hard way. I am looking up a skunk diet. Uh, mostly. Yeah. Okay, mostly insects like grasshoppers, bees, beetles, crickets. Hmm. Mostly um, insects. When it's like food is scarce, they'll eat fruit, nuts, bird seed, pet food. Oh, okay. Well, so like not so much meat eaters. They're they're like they're insectivores. Sounds like. Um, so onions are poisonous. Oh, well, they are now my kindred. So <laughs> um, so is cat food. Yeah. So there's a very particular reason I chose this uh, photo, though. Um, the certain skunks, not all skunks, but certain skunks, uh, will do this kind of a handstand yeah and and look straight at you and kind of point at you uh not all skunks uh but i've actually i've seen this in real life uh it was while i was in a car it was while i was going around eastgate park i saw it at night i saw this skunk doing this i'm like i can't believe what i'm seeing i had to go back immediately and google it and saw all these images when you see it well luckily i was in a car um and so Um, still need to (laughs) get out of there and uh and so they basically, if they if they stand like this and point at you, you know you're in trouble. But one of the classes that I thought of, the expansion classes I thought of for the game, a lot of the original ones are very traditional. But one of the classes I thought of for the game was a dancing class, uh, because when it comes to movement, you have essentially like you know a range of movement for your character. Like you know it can go a certain number of spaces up into like, you know, up or down and then left or right, giving it a whole range of movement. And so I thought for a dancer class, they could have specific dances where if that space is available to them, they can move in that space and then, you know, do damage or do whatever um, if they have that movement space available to them. So in other words, if there's nothing blocking their path, like a river or another player or like a, a tree trunk or something like that. And I was looking at this and I'm like, this skunk is a dancer. Okay. All good. And like, I was going to support all your like, yay skunk things because um, avocados are also toxic to them. And I'm wow. like, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they also eat rabbits. They eat rabbits. Besides Ooh. insects, other important components of the skunk diet are earthworms, grubs, cottontail, rabbit, small rodents, probably mice. including mice. Yep. So I don't think they would be friends. No. So it, they would probably be in the cat opossum yeah. friend group, maybe even dog. Uh, oh my goodness. Wow. All right. So where we have skunks. Moving on, so I put these two together, badgers and coyotes, and you might think, why on earth? I'm already wondering why, Yeah. but go on. So badgers, of course, obvious friends to opossums and skunks. Skunks are, after all, stink badgers. Um, Coyotes, obvious friends to the dogs, Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about the dogs in a minute. And to the cats. Um, Coyotes, friends to cats? Sure. Really? They don't eat cats? If the cats are big enough, they would want to hunt together. Coyotes are small. That's true. But this is the reason why I put badgers and coyotes together. They are apparently natural friends. Aww. For whatever reason, 
there is a, a viral video, uh, and I encourage you to go find this video. I didn't want to have to figure out how to embed it. But there is a night vision camera. It was just one of those things pointed at a drainage ditch, probably to make sure people don't go in there. I think I've seen it. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's this coyote that's, that's walking into the, into the pipe and then stops and waits, turns to look, and this badger comes up, waits for the badger to come, and then they walk into the tunnel side by side. And yeah, this is apparently a weird fact of nature that badgers and coyotes hang around together and do stuff together. Um, totally unlikely, and yet they are friends. Uh, and so it feels like to me, if you're gonna do badgers or coyotes, you should have the other one in there because they're just natural friends. Um, so if, uh, if neither of them maybe gets enough votes this time, maybe they could come in together for a future expansion. But uh, you really got to see the video. It's so darling. I feel like they would actually feed on different things, yet be hunting at the same time and could provide protection for each other. That's probably why. Yeah. Like I, and coyotes are something I grew up with. Um, and so, yeah, they feel both very dog and cat-like to me because it's kind of like a fox, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yeah, they're dogs and foxes are technically dogs, but mm -hmm. like there's something very cat-like about them in the nocturnal nature that they have in the way that they hunt. There's something very cat-like, which is why I say dogs and cats. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, I didn't grow up with coyotes, but coyotes are here now. It's something that's happened with kind of urban Southern California. Mm -hmm. uh, the coyotes were, you know, chased out decades ago. But like starting in like, I don't know, like the early 2000s, coyotes started to come back. And so now it's just kind of a thing where it's like, well, you can't really keep your small dogs or cats outside anymore uh, because coyotes wander around. And I mean, sure enough, we've seen them. On my parents' street, the street that I grew up on, uh, my stepdad has a video of this coyote, broad daylight, walking across the street, like right near their house. Um, it, it's so strange because it's like, this isn't something that we grew up with. This is new. So I know it's not something you grew up with, but like, you know, the, the sunroom of my dad's house now. Yeah. That used to be just a back patio area. That's mm -hmm. a new addition as a room. And so that was where like I learned to ride a bike, so on, because it was just a concrete patch where we could play. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I used to look out of my bedroom window down on that concrete patch and see like a whole group of coyotes. Wow. And so like to me it's like, well, yeah, yeah coyotes, they'll come up to your house, they'll eat your your dog food, you gotta like bring in the food at night. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to be clear, when I said we didn't grow up with it, I mean we in Southern California, like in Orange County. I knew that. I okay. Just, I yeah, just, just wanted to sure. say like how much I grew up with coyotes because yeah. it was like, and, that you know. was like the sound, the the howling at night. It's like, yeah. oh, got to make sure all the dogs are inside. And of course, I've seen where you or live. Close. I'm not at all surprised. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Lovely place. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? No, it's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's yeah. in the forest. All right, so now we're going to go to foxes. And I have ah, to... best pictures ever! <laughs> so I have to say the only reason I, well, there are two reasons I included foxes. I mean, one, you know, they're there. But uh, mainly it's because Jesse draws these charming foxes. And um, I love them. And they're just so cute. Uh, something that I had to think about is that there are two types of foxes, two main types of foxes in Canada. There's the orange fox that we're familiar mm -hmm. with, and there's also the arctic fox. <gasps> Which is also beautiful. Very beautiful animal. So I don't know if they should be separate or if they should both be included under the rubric of foxes. But essentially, with uh, the foxes, um, also random tidbit of trivia, in fifth grade, I, for whatever reason, I was trying to, you know, draw and to, I learned a little bit about how animation happened at Disney. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to draw something like that. And I basically drew just a complete copy of uh, Robin Hood, uh, you know, Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, I love uh, that one. I mean, that was trying to pretend it was original. 
and you know, I tried to cut them out and put them on a background to kind of do what mm -hmm. they did, you know, with cells and animation. Um, and you know, foxes are just beautiful, lovely animals. I think I think of them as like halfway between puppy and kitten. Yeah. And so it feels like if anybody's going to bridge the gap between uh, cats and dogs, it's going to be foxes. Of course. Yeah. Um, but. Um, uh, and then, uh, so with the dogs, you know, we've been talking up to this point, like as we've been doing Langtime Studio, the animals have been pretty much a cohesive whole. But with the dogs, the idea is that there was infighting amongst the dogs and they formed a kind of confederation amongst the dog clans. And so the dogs kept to themselves. And so there are many different types of dogs that are now confederated. And I love that idea because there could always be those that bought in and those that didn't. And so I always figured that, you know, things like coyotes, wolves, and foxes, you know, didn't buy in, and then maybe they were brought in later on. This is a type of thing that happened directly, you know, all the time in World of Warcraft that I thought was really, really cool. Uh, and so, you know, for the doggish ones, I felt like they could come in later. So foxes are one, and wolves are another. Wolves are the biggest ones, so they're very, you know, it's iffy, but they're very dangerous. But... Um, the uh, the one of the Finnish metal bands I love, uh, Sonata Arctica. Uh, one of their big themes is wolves. Uh, so I've got three Sonata Arctica albums here, um, and so it was like if we did wolves, I mean obviously these are going to be heavy metal wolves, and it would be very very exciting, um, and so that would be a cool thing to add. <laughs> I um yeah. I thought I had maybe transported an old picture. Hmm. We actually had a dog that was part wolf. Mm -hmm. And you can tell mm -hmm. um, in some of the pictures. And so we just called the dog wolf. Cause really? what you gonna call a dog who's part wolf? Wow. Um, I'll have to try to find the old pictures over there. Oh, exciting. Okay, so. Oh, you <laughs> did this. So moving on, Bats, this was a comic that was posted in our Discord. Uh, I think by, um, Bubba. yeah, I think Bubba did. Um, and the artist is listed down there. Their Instagram is uh, Plumier. Plumier. It's a French. So I wonder if they've, if somebody has written over it and made that English where it was French before. Anyway. Until you find out it's really Plumier. <laughs> it's not French at all. Uh, it's just it's just an acronym for their name, which is that many names long. Pleum. Peter Leon Eustace. <laughs> it's a name that starts with U. Unger. <laughs> Felix Unger. Anyway, so uh, the the comic it's a three panel comic. Uh, in the first comic, you see a bat uh, underneath. And you see, look, and then the next panel is two little mice in a field looking up. My, oh yeah, those are mice. I thought those were possums at first glance because no. they're tails. Look at their tails. It could be but rats. But they are mice. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, you see the third panel. You see bats in the sky, and then you see the backs of the two mice looking up, and they say angels, mm -hmm. uh, because I mean, if you've ever seen a bat, they do look like little winged mice, very darling obvious uh, friends to the mice um, and uh, I think that they would be taken as something special too by the opossums uh, given the fact that they could fly and um, this would be another one where it would introduce a new mechanic to the game so I was imagining you know um, standing figurines like you would get in something like uh, Gloomhaven or uh, or hero quest um, and so if you had a flying class the question is how would you do that because one thing that you could do is have be able to finish your turn on the same square as somebody else but you wouldn't be able to do that with a figurine you could do that with like a disc um, so i don't know how that would work but basically it's something that would add some serious functionality to the game. The bats would be able to fly and maybe there could be a flying class and there would be, you know, contraptions that would allow you to fly that were built by the mice. And so they might be able to have one as well. Anyway, so um, that one will require some more thought. 
but that's one reason to do it. Uh, now rats, I've always thought of the little pirate rats. Mm. This is a rat with a little, little pirate it. hat on it. Um, uh, rats, one of the interesting things about it is we know that uh, our plan is that the rats and the mice share a proto-language and then the rats have broken away for any number of reasons. Just absolutely, they're done with the, you know, chaotic bureaucracy of the mice and form their own little pirate society. Uh, they have their own version of, of the language that would be related. And so that would be a fun laying time experience, I think. I agree. I, I love that you went for the pirate image, but I'm a little surprised you didn't go for any of the images or videos that you took in Sweden of the rats. Oh my God, there were so many. <laughs> and like, I'm a little surprised because we were right next to the rats and David was so excited. And we were just hanging out watching these rats at night go uh, about their business. Yeah, that was that was really in Malmo, right? Malmo. Yeah, yeah. It, we didn't see any in... No, 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 it, yeah. was, it was all in Malmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, and that, mis that mystery, the bridge, wasn't it? Yeah. I want to watch that. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, that would be a, a cool language uh, thing to do. Um, and they would also, of course, be the obvious uh, banner waivers for uh, another planned class that I had that I kind of call the, the gambler class, uh, which would have a lot of fourth wall breaking abilities. So an obvious reason why they're not in the base version. But in terms of how to structure turns, um, I've fallen more and more in love with the idea of using cards um, mm. in um, the same way that an old style computer would. So in other words, if one uh, particular character is faster than another, uh, it might have five movement cards, whereas another one has three movement cards. You take all the movement cards together, you shuffle them up, and that's how you determine turn order. But like the gambler class could do things like, for example, search through the deck and pull cards up to the front. And so suddenly like you can do things like, you know, take three cards and take the, you know, the three turns that you want to right in a row. They might be able to go to the discard and pull cards back and do uh, secondary turns. Um, there are also going to be uh, kind of these damage over time abilities where you hit somebody with it uh, and like they give them a marker and they say like, you know, the next time this character has a turn, they take X number of damage. That's another thing they could do. They could pull their turn up to the front so that they have to take that damage before somebody gets a chance to heal them, something like that. So um, anyway, the rats felt like they would be the, the perfect standard bearer for that class. Um, which would take a lot of thought and coordination. Again, something perfect for an expansion, not for a base version of the game. Okay, <gasps> chipmunks, look. <gasps> yes. They're just the most darling, cute little animals that you've ever seen. Um, they, I mean, they, they look like Disney princesses. Um, just give them little crowns. Uh, obvious friends to the rabbits and the mice um very cute and i just want to put them in little hats that's yeah. really that's all i want to do yeah agreed yep okay and by the oh! way that's right i forgot about this also another reason that chipmunks are in there is that my nickname growing up was chipmunk cheeks right was that it i think it was chipmunk <laughs> But these are two early photos of me. I think the one on the left and the red, I think that's from fifth grade. Or no, fourth I grade, maybe. The one on the fourth like, grade. Okay, listen. These fourth are grade. really cute images of you. The one on the right is I kindergarten. I don't think they represent the chipmunk cheeks that gave you the nickname. Like, I feel like those were younger. Probably. I feel like when you were, some younger images of you had some more bulgy cute little cheeks but, that are I mean, more chipmunk style. Look at that. I mean, it looks like I'm making a face, but that's just how I smile. 
Uh, uh, you had cheekbones, and that's to be desired by many models, but <laughs> that is not chipmunk cheeks as I think most of us think of them, but very cute images. By the way, you see what I'm wearing? A green wristband, which is the yarn wristband of the yep. friendship bracelet that's that right. like everybody had way back when. That's right. <laughs> Although I think mine was pink. <laughs> All right, and then of course, obviously, squirrels. obviously, they are the mice of the mount or of the I guess forest rodents. Yeah, they are the large mice. They are rodents for sure. And if you live where they are, you know why they're rodents. Yeah, this is a picture I took uh, just outside on the way to get a haircut. Um, and squirrels, obvious friends to the rabbits and the mice and yes. maybe the opossums. But they're just darling little huggable creatures, very identifiable shapes. You can pick them up and hug them and also put little hats on them and give them bows and arrows. So I love, listen, I think squirrels are cute. I will take pictures of them. I will but I will also take pictures of rats and not necessarily get close to them. Um, I will never get close to a squirrel on purpose. And in part, that's because my dad was actually bit through the finger by a squirrel. And I was traumatized by that story. And I will never get close to a squirrel. Probably because he was trying to shoot it and eat it. He was trying to feed it, but... Really? Well, he was a kid. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Well, I mean finger wasn't as big then. <laughs> and it was bit through by a squirrel. It didn't hinder his playing career. And so, and so maybe it did. Maybe that's why it was cut short. But I was traumatized by the story enough that I was like, stay away from squirrels. But I mean, well, raccoons are far more fierce than squirrels, I think. And mm -hmm. they, are, they are more terrifying if you've ever seen one up close. Um, but at the same time, I always keep my distance. So when I see people purposefully like feeding squirrels, I'm like, no, no, you do not do that. Sure, you can like drop food and run, but do not hold your hand down for the squirrel to eat from. That is just like being asked to be bitten, but whatever, go on. <laughs> so um, uh, squirrels then, cute, cuddly squirrels that everybody loves to pet. They feed. are mice and rabbits all the way, but like also I would not feed either wild mice or rabbits. Domesticated, sure. <laughs> wild, no, because wild animals in general are meant to be left alone. So we could have a squirrel as a pet, a, domestica a domesticated squirrel? Are we gonna go to a squirrel pet store and get a domesticated squirrel? We'll find a way. No, no. <laughs> All right, so that is the roundup. Oh, another thing to mention about rats, by the way, is that in fourth and fifth grade, I had the same teacher, Mrs. Drum, and we had class pets, two rats. Um, and they were just lovely, lovely friends. And so we used to, we used to feed them and pick them up and pet them. There was uh, Mrs. Frisbee, uh, who was uh, kind of like a dark gray and white Hatches. Uh, and then the white rat. What was the white rat called? I can't remember what the white rat was called. Um, but they were just darling animals. I loved them and I loved to pet them. So I never had any class pets like that from my own classes. But when my sister was in sixth grade, mm -hmm. And Miss Redman, who was also my science teacher in sixth grade, but she learned her lesson in this sixth grade class. My sister's older than me. In my sister's sixth grade class, got two gerbils that were supposed to be two males as class pets. They were not two males, and they had babies. And so then there were baby gerbils, and she couldn't keep them all. And so she ended up being like, someone take the gerbils. And so we got one. And that's how we got Chubbles, our gerbil. Aww. And gerbils are a little bit, they look a little bit like mice, but also a little bit like kangaroo rats. So they have the little tufts at the end of their tails. It's very cute. 
Um, so we had troubles for two years because of that. But then Miss Robin learned her lesson and never had any more um, class pets. So yeah, you know that was the only class I ever had a class pet in. Um, just just Mrs. Drum. Nobody else ever did it. I mean, it seems well. Yeah, it seems just like an incredible responsibility and headache. Uh, yeah. So, you know, more power to the people that do it. But um, anyway, so that was just another connection that I had to rats. So uh, hopefully that gives you uh, some more information and some more uh, like backward information to be able to vote. Um, it, it's kind of a strange vote because it's like one of the um, one of the benefits of having a forced choice vote is that, you know, you have to choose one or the other. But it was like you needed to be able to choose either two or three or something. So in this way, in this case, it's almost like not voting for one almost means more because you could vote for however many you want. You could easily just vote for every single one, but then you haven't really affected anything. Um, so uh, anyway, but um, maybe this will give you a more informed decision as you do the poll, which will be up, um, I mean, at least until season five begins, maybe a little longer. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, you want to, I mean, you've, you've said some things, but you want to just tell us straight out which are your favorites? Well, no, I don't want to, like, sway things and whatnot <laughs> and mention how cute otters are. But, you know, <laughs> and foxes because they're fun to draw. Yeah, it, it's really hard because there are so many favorites here. And, you know, somewhere it's like... I would love like, to draw a porcupine. Could you imagine all the little quills? Mm -hmm. That could be fun. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, uh, like in terms of, I mean, you know, I had the connection to the rats, but even so, they're not as exciting animals, but still the linguistic idea is very interesting. Mm. And also I like drawing mice, so rats are really just an extension of that. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see what you would do, what you could do with bats. Oh, uh, you know, the funny thing was, they, I also wanted to mention the patchers because, um, of course, on our Discord, right, we have an emoji for each animal for their language, but there's no opossum emoji. And so we were using the we were using badger. The yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That's right. If we actually got badgers, what would we do? We have to label Unicode, you know. It's a badger badger, not just a badger. <laughs> Unicode needs more opossums. It would be a badger mouse is an opossum. Oh. And, and, and then a badger is a badger. I bet some language would actually call them something like that. I bet so. Yeah. Coyotes, maybe. Mm, yeah. 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 All right. So uh, so anyway, that, that was it. Um, Thank you for listening. Thanks for, for waiting patiently. We know this wasn't up on the 1st, but, you know, it's January 1st. Give us a break. Maybe not on, up on the 2nd, but it'll be up by the 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. So have a wonderful day, evening, night, afternoon. Yes, indeed. Stay grammar and have fun voting. Right on. Bye, everybody. Bye.